We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 47, the show that can turn back time and found a way to take back those words that hurt you and you stayed. Yeah, that was a share reference, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, each episode, we will check in, have some giggles, uh, <laughs> talk all about the lore of Warcraft, yeah. one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin. I'm the one that found out how to keep time in a bottle, and I'm joined <gasps> by someone that... If you're lost, you can look and you will find her time after time. Time after time. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's Allie. It's, oh, it's, hi. Yeah, that was hi. Allie that you just heard saying. Yeah. Time after time. Mm-hmm. It's a good I song. actually like that song. It's, 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 it's a, a good great song. song. I've, I've been known to belt it in my car once in a while. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my way I sing because then I just I forget the lyrics and I just kind of like go into tune and it's just like the lyrics just melt beautiful. away. It's beautiful. It's, it's like, what did he say? I think he said. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yep. Just just like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. So anyway, <laughs> time after time. What are you get up to, Allie? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this new nickname. Um, well, my heroic team, I forget what I was saying last episode, even though I just listened to it like a few days ago. But we beat Zymox on heroic. Boom. We got some pool. I, I think I said that last episode. Mm. We got some pools on Lehuvium and Halandris. We didn't get Halandris down. We got to the... Third phase, I think once. Oh yeah. It just seemed, you know how in that fight, if you don't have enough people, it's actually a pain. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We we because didn't have the, enough the little, people. Little orbies, you got blocked the orbies. Yeah, if yeah. Like the a, orbies became an issue, and we went kaplooey and explodey many times. It was not pleasant. And then Lehuvium. <laughs> I love that name. Lehuvian. <laughs> that's Lehuvian. That's, 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 I know it's wrong. That's just how I say it. It's fine. I don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> it was another issue of we we are missing some people, and one of our higher DPS people had a tank, so one of our tanks were gone, and so it was just a whole thing. But we got some pulls in. I don't think we beat it. But at least we're getting some pulls in. We're getting some practice in, so that's good. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see how it goes this week. Well, this week. Other than that. I was going to say this week. I don't know if you really experienced those nerfs. But there was a couple bosses that got taken around the back of the shed and just beat the ever-loving crap out of them. Apparently, Holandris was, was one of them. Holandris was one of them. Um, and so, I mean, we we did it after Tuesday because we you know, Wednesday and Thursday are, are raid nights. And but that was our first time experiencing it for most of us, mm-hmm, so we really yeah. really know. But the ones who had experienced it said that this was nerfed and everything. It's just one of those things where it was our first night pulling on it. We didn't have enough people. So we practice it a bit to kind of get a feel for it a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. as a healer, that's I had a hard time. It mean, my brain wasn't functioning on all cylinders, but it's a lot going on between having to heal people and 
see where people are for the dispels. And you know, one of them will call out that they're ready for a dispel. You're like, okay, wait, where did you go? And there's only two healers, <laughs> which was tricky because we, we didn't have That's enough DPS to first three healers. So it's, and that was my problem personally. Like it was a big room, and you don't you didn't know where you know the little orbies would spawn, right? Like that's all RNG. So you just hope that there, there's a healer. Like me and the other healer divided the room in half and just did our best. And eventually we switched out healers for the one that actually knew the fight more. It just it, that one's that's gonna take a little bit for my brain to kind of function with. Yeah. With moving and dispelling, yeah, but a lot of movement. That, that's of just movement. it's just a lot of movement. It's just fine. We'll we'll get it. We'll get it. Absolutely. And did some. There's some uh, mounts I want to craft in Zareth Mars. So I've been you know grinding some of the 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 moat thing about bobbies and whatnot. And that's kind of it for in game. And wow, um, I was busy with some other stuff this week, which I'll talk about in a second. But I also finally dipped my toes into Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Ooh, the pirate one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It I'm... makes me... I mean, granted, I haven't played it a whole lot. It was maybe two hours. But it's just funny because I don't know... Have you ever played an Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, I played the one where you're like in London. I think it's Syndicate is the one that I played. That was, that was, it was fun. So... That's fun. So like you, you know how you know there, there's this main storyline that they want you to go on, but there's all these collectibles and things oh, you can yeah, get yeah. stuff, it's right? Lots of squirrel I, moments. Lots of squirrel moments, and I'm a completionist, so I like the squirrel moments. And there was one moment where they were like, go swim out to this ship and, and go sail it out of the bay. And then you can continue on with the whole, you know, go see the, the company and the real life stuff and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. hold on. You want me to go swim out to this ship? But there's a freaking sea shanty over here that I can go collect. Hmm, what am I going to go do? Swim out to the ship and continue the story or go collect this awesome sea shanty. <laughs> okay, yeah. Your quest can go screw itself. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> it was good times. It was you're good like, times. Like, hey, hey, hold my grog. I'll be back. Basically, basically. <laughs> like, uh, well, no. and apparently later, because I, I Googled it and later on, apparently you get some crew and you teach them the sea shanties and they will freaking sing the sea shanties to you that you collect. So I'm like, yeah, let's, we're going to do that. Like we're that's going to be yeah. a thing. Yeah, we're so. getting, we're getting shanty man up in here yeah. with the sea shanties and it's going right. to be great. Yeah. I hope shanty's listening. He'll appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was awesome. I'm really, you know, it's, it's a game that I'm, I mean, while it's not my main game, but I've been wanting to play this forever. I've also been wanting to play Cyberpunk forever. I have them both waiting for me. So I'm going to kind of dabble in it here and there since we're hitting that lull between expansions. Oh yeah. You know, no alpha or beta testing yet for Dragonfly. So I'm like, let's just uh, let's, let's play these a little bit over here. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I've also been testing Warcraft Arclight Rumble, the new yeah. mobile game. I got into the closed beta for that, which I have to say, I'm actually enjoying it more than I was expecting. The matches are short. Um, so far, the like the monetary system isn't too bad. Like you can spend some money if you want to like upgrade things faster, get certain troops faster, but you can also actually work to get the gold to go get those things. And the matches are really quick and easy. So it's easy to pick up and put down, which I like about mobile games. So I'm actually, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And you know, I've, I've raised some concerns and some bugs. I'm, I'm doing my part as a beta tester and they're actually all, apparently we've been told they're being addressed in the next version of it before because it's sort of gonna you know through it's just closed beta so you know they got some more things add to it more features and stuff so i'm i'm pretty pleasantly surprised by it i have to say 
Awesome. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And last but not least, the other reason I haven't played a whole lot of WoW is that what's happening lately is I will put WoW on one screen and on the other screen, I put on a hockey game and then <laughs> my character AFK is off and on and I realize, oh, she's going to log out. Like I'm going to make her move so I can play WoW. But hockey. <laughs> so what ends up happening is I move maybe, you know, 25 feet or so once in a while. Fly, maybe go to my next session. I'm like, I'm going to go Zareth Motors and grind out you know, moats while I'm watching the hockey game. Mindless, easy. It's fine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the game, which is appropriate because as of last night, we are going to the Stanley Cup Finals and I had all the happy te- tears in the world and I'm ecstatic. And we talked about trying to go to the game, but tickets are like 900 bucks per ticket for the cheap seats. So it's probably not going to happen, but I'm still really excited. And it's been 21 years and if anyone like not cares about sports, like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I had to, had to gush sorry. for a minute because it's fine. Super. I'm super excited about it. Like it's, I can't, words can't express. This is not a hockey podcast. So I'm not going to get into it. I'm just, I'm very core, happy to my core for sentimental reasons and sports reasons. And it's just a good time. And I am very pleased with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I can confirm she is wearing the avalanche shirt at the moment. So we're, yeah. I was going to wear my actual Jersey. Then I didn't want to take any chances of it getting dirty while I was eating because that's just a no-no, especially right now, you know, because we're mm-hmm, going into mm-hmm. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, know, that, that's bad juju. Finals. Yeah, you don't bad want, juju. Yeah, you don't want bad juju that, right so. now going into Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a sacred, sacred jersey. Absolutely. All of them are sacred jerseys. I've <laughs> sacred. So that's... Um, that's me. That's 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 me and everything. Hey, what what you? Hi, hi you. What have you been up to? Hello, it's me. That's me, Minjin. That's me. That's what I do. Um. So, hey, uh, Anduin. He's been um. Well, I have it here in the notes that he's dead, but but he's he's not dead. We 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 like exercised him. We were like like power. Christ compels you, and just like you know, he, the jail is out of there now. Then, Basically, yeah. And the daddy, the, the daddies came in and were like, hey, son, come on now. It's okay. So anyway. <laughs> the daddies. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What happened was. Oh, gosh. Because remember where I was like, oh, my gosh, we so almost had it. Oh, so close. Ah, oh, so close. Oh, it's 0% white. Yeah, we walked in there last Thursday after the 925, um, you know, balance. Uh, we do. We kicked the ever loving crap out that guy. Like <laughs> nice, well done. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a one shot uh, that night, and everyone kind of was like, "Well, that was the biggest waste of Vanus runes we ever done." <laughs> <laughs> really, we absolutely did not need those Vantus runes because, um, if anyone is aware of how the fight goes on heroic, what actually happened is we phased Anduin actually early. Um, on the second transition because oh. you're only allowed to get Anduin down to 10% health in the little transition phases. Right. All the ads just kind of disappeared and we're like, what happened? And Anduin's over there standing there with like just about dead. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, nice. um, yeah, we, we kicked the absolute crap out of Anduin. And then... And then Rigalon decided to kick the ever-loving crap out of us. So, hey. Ah, good old Rigalon. All right. Uh, all, all right. All's fair is in something in love and war or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> so, uh, the Ragalon was like, um, yeah, you, you beat up my boy Anduin. I'm gonna beat you up. And that's what he did. So, yeah, we got Anduin down, so now we're down to just the old Lord of the Dread, Ragalon, and Mr. Poopy Pants, the jailer himself. Uh, yep. That's the one. I, I don't know why. Yeah, he's Poopy Pants. Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> but he is. All right. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's just Raid Night. That's all I did on Raid Night. That's it. Raid Night. Blah, blah, blah. Because I didn't log in other than Raid Night. Because there's this other thing that I did. This other thing. Called Jedi Fallen Order. So I played it a little bit. I was like, oh, this game's fun. But then, you know, like 9.2 came out or freaking 9.1 came out. I don't freaking know how many patches came out. But I was like, okay. We're pretty much done. I'm exalted with the enlightened. I'm the, the, the this and that. I, I'm, I'm good. I pretty much have everything out of the raid. Only way if I wanted to get better gear at this point would be going to mythic raid and or like plus 15s or plus 20s. I don't freaking know. It's the, it's those high keys that I don't do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't do those. I'm like 265 eye level. So I'm like, I'm doing all right. I'm sitting pretty. And uh, yeah, I'm doing doing good. So uh, it's time to uh, move into maintenance mode in WoW, where it's called We Raid Log. Yes, We Raid Log, everybody. So Jedi Fallen Order, if you haven't played this game like I hadn't, holy shnikes, this was like the greatest freaking game I've played in ages. Oh my God, I was like, I was so giddy at the end. Like there was <laughs> like a genuine like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, holy crap, what is happening right now? Ah! And also, it was it was it was kind of fun to because this game, the, the one of the coworkers of mine, he actually was telling because I was talking to him about it. He was like, he's like, yeah, you better watch out. That game's a little bit of a gateway drug to those Dark Soul games or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about picking up Elden Ring next, so um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that because. And those boss fights are tough. <laughs> like, they're, they're, I haven't, so I haven't played it myself, but I have watched my husband play them. Not not the Dark Souls game, but you know, Jedi Fall, Jedi uh-huh. Fallen Order. And it I mean it looks fun, and I I do intend to get to it at some point. Oh, just have other games first. So but rapid fun. It does look great, and I watched you stream it a little bit the other day, mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. week. Last week. Oh yeah, that was uh, I was still super early into the game. Boy, by the yeah. end of the friggin' freaking game I was like god mode Jedi practically <laughs> oh jeez it was great oh yeah the early game you're like I don't even know how to force push like what is this Like I can't even like push people around oh man I, I, that's what I finally figured out is you gotta time those force pushes on that last boss oh man that last boss she is a killer Boy, she <laughs> wiped the floor with me at least like, I swear, I think I had more attempts on that last boss than any friggin' boss in WoW ever. Like, that was freaking tough. That's, that's seen a lot. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of attempts. Because there was, there was some where I was just like, yeah, I'm getting in there. We're going to do good. And she was like, bow, 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 bow. And I'm like, okay, I'm straight <laughs> <laughs> <Starting> again. <laughs> All right. There, there, literally, there was a couple times where I was like, hey, I'm just going to wipe this up. We're, we're wiping this up. We're doing this again. <laughs> wipe it up, everybody. <laughs> wipe it up. Wipe it. Jump off the side. Yeah, well, it's more like just don't block and she will just yeah. kick the crap out of you. <laughs> Obliterate you. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, that was good. Um, so, yeah, besides that, um, work and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I've been up to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, oh, by the way, fun fact, um, the, the next game I will be playing, you know, of this as I'm going through this, I'm playing games that I should have played long ago and still haven't. Uh-huh. You and me both. The Last of Us. Yeah, that's the one next one I'm playing. Still haven't played that one. Yeah, see? See, I'm in good company. This is, it's good. This, this is why yeah. we're, we're good here. I don't get judged for not <laughs> playing these games. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. So what happens when we make a podcast? You, you, you lose what free time you have. That's right. That's right. That happens. And then when you play a game like WoW and you actually like raid and stuff, it kind of consumes a lot of your game time. It does. That's why I'm looking for... Yeah. See... Like, like you said, like the like I've, I've heard you say this many times, where it's like you don't really mind the the downtime, the lulls between contents, because you're like, oh, I feel like I can finally do something else. So, yeah, right, yeah. So I'm I'm uh, finally doing something else, and boy, oh boy, was that a fun something else. That's all. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Good lord, like. I don't think I like. I think the last time I had such like nerd screams was friggin'. Like I think there was only two in my life that I've ever experienced. It was, it was, it was, it was Lich King when I, you know when I stole that raid lockout. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oops. <laughs> but we got him down. We got the Lich King down. It was great. Um, and then the other one. It's really funny. Super random. But um, so I stayed home from sick. I stayed home sick from school one day. I was, I was a little sick. I was a little sick, but I wasn't like like sick sick. So I decided that this is back in like, I was in high school, so it was been like 2001, 2002. And right. what I decided to do, fantastic idea, by the way, fantastic idea. I decided to drag our gigantic CRT TV into my bedroom and I hooked up the Nintendo 64 to it and I proceeded to play GoldenEye on nice. 007 yes. mode. <laughs> I played the heck out of GoldenEye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I finally beat the final level, the cradle, on uh-huh. 007 mode. And I was like, nice. <laughs> That's, that is that is an accomplishment. Good, oh sir. Well done. I was, yeah, like I said, that was freaking GoldenEye, Lich King, and now Jedi Fallen Order when <laughs> I freaking finally beat Trilla. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> so happy it was fantastic oh it was good anyway that's enough of my nerd screams um let's talk about a different nerd scream i guess i don't know i scream you scream we all scream for booze we all scream for sonic screwdrivers that's right that's absolutely right <laughs> yeah we're drinking a sonic screwdriver everybody Sonic screwdriver you know the MacGuffin of all things that you know just fixes problems but for some reason doesn't work on wood we don't know why um because yeah because uh plot reasons that's basically because <laughs> sometimes you need the doctor to be locked up and you use a wooden cage and he's like damn it okay use my sonic screwdriver <laughs> <laughs> how did they know uh yeah so there you go that's a sonic screwdriver and if you're curious what a sonic screwdriver is what is in it uh the real answer is we're not really sure because there was a few <laughs> recipes there's a, there's a couple different variations of it yeah, online there's a couple man uh, well the first one we came across uh <laughs> apparently it decided to remove the screwdriver from the sonic screwdriver because there was no orange juice involved in a screwdriver and that's just silly so in the picture the picture is this lovely green drink mm-hmm. there was nothing green in the ingredients there's a lot of blue and clear which by the way beautiful almost matched the color of my car gorgeous 
but not green like it was in the picture. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was fantastic. We're we're like we were even debating back and forth and Allie's like it's not green, it's blue and I'm like, yeah, the recipe was calling for clear, clear, blue and clear. So uh Allow you get green from that, and uh, so we're like, hey, but it is a screwdriver. We've got some orange juice, right? We're like, yeah, we got some orange juice. Yeah, let's let's throw some orange juice in there. So, uh, hey, that's how you get the green. It's the orange juice and the blue curry kawa whatever that. I don't know. How you say it? Croco, crepe, whatever. It's the pretty blue stuff. It's the blue stuff. <laughs> it's the. I'm not fancy. It's fine. Yeah, the blue stuff, and then obviously vodka. It's a screwdriver. So there you go, and then. People add other things. I did a little dash of Sprite, a little, little dashy dash. Boom. That's what I did. Yeah. And then, and then one, we, one of the recipes called for vanilla vodka. Weird. I mean, I, I guess. It'd, it'd be all right. Would that be more like almost like Orange Julius screwdriver? Yeah. yeah I'm like Maybe? vanilla vodka and orange juice. I mean, yeah, it's like a creamsicle, I guess. I'm like, could, could, that could be good. That could be good. Yeah. I'd try it. I'd try it. Oh, I'd absolutely try it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, anyway, we talked about a sonic screwdriver that um, the doctor apparently drinks. I don't know who, what doctor, but, you know, exactly. Doctor who? What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's this thing in here that's up next in the notes that apparently you're supposed to do because I did the notes and that's how we do it. It's so. true. How we do it. It's how we roll. That's how we how roll. We, how we roll. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you are also into? Do you find yourselves talking back to the host out loud while listening in the car or while riding in a train or your you know, telephone box or doing timey-wimey things? If you answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show, another time-related thing, and find out how you can keep this show and our very silly habits going. Mm-hmm. Speaking of very silly habits... I don't know what that has to do with my little next story, but we're just going to say, <laughs> speaking of silly habits, I don't know, union busting is a little silly habit, I suppose. But that's not our silly habit. We would do that. That's right. We are not union busters. What? No, I am pro-union. Yes, that's right. Anywho, no, no, ABK, little little story here. Anyway, uh, apparently I don't have any news on the ABK front. Best I got is uh, a Microsoft story because that semi relates to what's going on. And it also relates to the story that we talked about last week of, you know, the Raven Studio QA workers were able to successfully vote yes on their union. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, the story basically says that, uh, you know, Microsoft, they decided to say, hey, everybody. Um, times they be a changing. Um, people get really upset on Twitter when you try and bust up unions. Um, so, um, we're, um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, that is what Brad Smith, the president and vice chair of Microsoft put out a statement recently. And this kind of went around a little bit as people were talking about it. Anyway, I decided to pull up a little bit from his statement. It actually starts out by saying... As we approach the second quarter of the 21st century, the American economy <laughs> continues to evolve. Our free market is being reshaped in part by changing public expectations about the nature of work and the responsibilities of corporations. Technology is continuing to these changes, contributing to these changes. I don't know, continuing, that's weird. Technology is contributing to these changes, and the tech sector itself is addressing a new, a facet that has long been important 
to the U.S. economy and American democracy. The right of workers to organize. Mm-hmm. Recent unionization <laughs> campaigns across the country, including in the tech sector, have led us to conclude that inevitably this issues will touch on more businesses, potentially including our own. Hmm? Potentially including your own, huh? Mm, okay. This has encouraged <laughs> us to think proactively about the best approach for our employees, shareholders, customers, and other stakeholders. Anyway, that's 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 what they wrote. Basically that was the saying, best reading voice. That was fantastic. That was great, right? Very epic. It was, it was quite it's epic. Good. It's like <laughs> the dawn of the century, 500 years. That's like the Idiocracy <laughs> opening. <for that. laughs> I love that opening to Idiocracy. It's a great movie. Well, it's an okay movie, but I love the opening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. So basically, I'm not going to read this whole article. Like it, was, it was pretty long. But basically... Later on writes that, hey, they're going on four guiding principles when it comes to dealing with unions? Well, it's basically how they're going to interact with their workforce and going forward, trying to be a better a better place to work, basically. So they say, we believe in the importance of listening to our employees' concerns. Uh-huh. No duh, right? I mean, it's okay. I mean, we, I mean, the funny thing, you, you look at American history, there are some moments where they did not care. Like, mm-mm. Like, there was a whole bunch right. of no carries over there and some of the stories and you're just like holy crap anyway we recognize that employees have a legal right to choose whether to form or join a union they're basically saying we know it's the law and i guess we're going to follow the law because <laughs> we recognize that employees have a legal yeah yes you recognize it all right that seems like a funny way of saying that yeah i guess we'll follow the law okay we are committed to create and collaborative approaches with unions when employees wish to exercise their rights, and Microsoft is present with a or presented with a specific unionization proposal. Hmm, that's an interesting one. We're committed to creative and collaborative approaches. Hmm, wonder what the creativity involves. I hope it's not busting them. Anyway. I don't know what they were really trying to say there. That sounds like a bunch of legal mumbo. Not even really legal. Just a bunch of, like, political speech of saying, like, hey, our doors are always open. You can always talk to us. Right. Yeah. And then they finally say, building on our global label labor experiences, we are dedicated to maintaining a close relationship and shared partnership with all our employees, including those represented by a union. Yeah, so Microsoft is obviously a global company at this point, and... In this part four, they were like, yeah, we got a lot of people working in Europe and there, a lot of them are in unions and it's fine. I don't know why we're so like opposed to them here. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we'd have to pay people more. Hmm. Yeah, we have to pay those uh, European employees more. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much what number four was. Is They're like, yeah, that's fine. Well, anyway, in a comment from a Kotaku article where I found all this stuff from, uh, Communication Workers of America Secretary Treasurer Sarah Steffens called the announcement encouraging and unique among the tech companies, or the major tech companies, in a statement, but also said these principles must be put into action and incorporated into, into Microsoft's day-to-day -day operations and its expectations for its contractors. Microsoft did, did not immediately respond to a request for comment, though, you know, it is what it is. They seem to be at least kind of showing signs of I don't know not being terrible like 
they're not trying to pull an Amazon on their on their on their workers from what the sounds of it. Anyways, so yeah, I don't know. What is your take on this? Do you, did you have any thoughts? I have multiple thoughts. Well, what are going? So we'll start at the top there, right, right there. So I like how in that first paragraph you read in your you know epic voice. <laughs> it would have been nice if it was a more positive tone of it's evolving for the better and we're contributing and technology contributing in good ways and stuff. It just, it feels like it tries to remain very neutral about the fact that things are changing Mm -hmm. and evolving. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it, it, it makes sense from their standpoint, but it would be nice if it was a little more, you know, Hey, instead of making it sound like we're on board, we're going to be like, even more positive about this, you know, evolution. And we're really on board. Like that, that, that would have been nice. Would have been nice. I like how going to the end there, the CWA secretary treasurer, Sarah Steffens there. It kind of feels like they're calling them out like, okay, I'm glad you said these things. This is very refreshing. Now actually do it in day to day, not just, you know, PR in the moment. Cause this is a hot trend to talk about just, Day to day, day to day, follow through, make it better. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I think my only and final. Then, I was just gonna say my my only real quick thought that, that I just thought of when you mentioned that was yeah. encouraging that Microsoft said it. I feel like my would I would basically like throw up in my mouth if Activision tried to say this right now. Yes. Yeah, because absolutely, be like, you're like okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, right, right. We believe you. Uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in all reality, too, this was really the only choice. I guess it wasn't the only choice. You consider Amazon. It was the smartest choice for Microsoft to come out and say this and basically say, we acknowledge these unions and we will work with them because especially with, you know, the QA from Raven getting, you know, their union, there are some people, you know, wondering, like, is Microsoft going to honor this? If they're, are they going to support this? Are they going to try to bust it up if, you know, the deal goes through? And in addition to that, I think now that the first gaming you know, union has been formed, I think more and more employees from other studios are starting to look at that and be like, I like this idea. That's good. Let's do a union, too. Like, I think there's going to be more and more unions out. So it's really, from a PR perspective, really smart on Microsoft to get ahead of it. And be like, we're the good guys. We support you. So really, to come out and not support that would be idiotic right now. Yeah, totally agree. Then again, I guess Amazon knows that that's possible. So, you know, I just, (laughs) I feel like there was no other choice, but I'm not a business person. So, yeah, there's always another choice. And just sometimes that other choice is bad. (laughs) So, right. Well, anyway. Uh, I think that will do it with that little story. Uh, and I think we can jump into our main topic of the day. Would, 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 you, would you agree? <laughs> yes. Do it. Do, do, it. It. do it. Do it. Do it. All right, let's do it. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? Dragons! No, I mean... <laughs> uh, we're continuing our talk on dragons. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. I mean, it's all serious there. Kind of, not really. Okay, so our last two episodes, we have focused on two characters that are certain to 
play a large role in the upcoming Dragonflight expansion. And today is, yeah, I'm going to say no different, but um, yeah, I even have the notes. Well, actually, it is a little different. It's a little different. And we will definitely explain why it's a little different today. Well, it's because we're covering the one aspect that if the story team used to his full potential, would break all the rules and make every obstacle trivial. That's right. We're talking Basically, about the timeless yeah. one himself, Nazdormu. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Nazdormu. I feel like we've already had this conversation. Or have we? I don't know. That's like a crummy, <laughs> that's a crummy quote. Mm-hmm. Smooth. That, that, that was smooth. That was smooth. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> to say that we're going to start at the beginning might be a little confusing with a dragon that can travel through time. But, trip. As Nazdormu says himself, Time is a tangled web. Try not to dwell on all the loose ends. Yeah, we're going to do our best to make sense of the story. So many loose ends. So many. <laughs> so many loose ends. <laughs> okay. So, well, uh, at least we're going to start at the same moment that we started with Alex Straza. Approximately 125,000 years in the past when he was first empowered by the Titan Watchers to become a dragon, not a drake. Dwagon. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> With a W in there somewhere. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> before we get going, though, off the top of your head, what do you know about Nazdormu, who is our timeless one himself there, Allie? Well, he is he's bronze, right? Correct. So all the different, and we've talked about this kind of briefly in the past, where, you know, all the, they all came together to fight Galakrond, and Galakrond wanted to, you know, nom 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 everything, and they couldn't quite do it, and so... The Titans were like, oh no, here's powers. And I think it was Amanthul who gave his power to Nazdormu? Kinda. Think? Proxy. Kinda, Kinda yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Amanthul's oh. power through a proxy. Here. Through, pro- yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And, so, um, and so he, because he was like, you know, good with timing and stuff and whatnot. And so they're like, hey, that's your thing now. You, you protect those time ways. But just so you know that you're not all powerful, here's how you're going to die. And so they tell him, too, how he's going to die. And he's like, oh, no. And so, you know, eventually later, right? I feel like my storytelling growing off on you. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And so, you know, I, I feel like if I was told my demise, I'd be a little obsessed with it, too. Right. So. His, as we know, eventually his demise is, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the leader of the Infinite Dragonflight, Murazon. Right? Spoilers are, so spoilers. Some po- <laughs> oh, hey, spoilers, <laughs> in case you, none of you knew that. I feel like everyone that not listen to this knows, uh, so it's fine. Yeah. You all know. And and then, so, he's like, hey, go kill me. I mean, not me, you know, per se, Murazon, future me, go, go kill him. And so, you know, we go take him out, Caverns of Time and stuff, and then once he, he does that, then once well once we do that then that lets him go back in the past and get the dragon soul and then gives us a thrall to help beat deathwing and then all the dragons give their powers to beat deathwing and then and and then he just hang otherwise he just he just hangs out and just make sure the timeways say you know kosher and if anything's out of whack in the timeways he goes and I mean, sometimes he sends a bronze dragonfly to go fix it. And other times he sends us to go fix it because they, if in a dragonfly, are all messing with stuff and whatnots. Even though he later becomes our leader. 
and then there's a vampire dragon that I need as a mount. I'm just going to mention that now. And <laughs> that's pretty much it. Cap and Hooktail or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Time Cap and Hooktail, I believe is the full name. Yes, that would be correct, yes. All right, all right. That's Fantastic. not Zuru. Yeah, that In a is very not- non-detailed non-professional way yes that is fantastic uh five stars um but 10 out of 10 <laughs> would recommend absolutely that was, that was fantastic okay thanks, thanks and the one funny thing is you know as we, as we were talking about this we're talking about who Nazdormu is and this and that you know and after all this kind of stuff went through like it's, it feels like no one asks how is Nazdormu how is how is Nazdormu doing because he sees his dad his own death and all this kind of the crazy stuff, and he's he had to give up his power to do this thing. It's like, it's like, how you doing, man? Like, you okay? It's like, because everyone like we talked about Malagos having the big sads, and you know, it, Alex Straza went through all her stuff. How's Nasdormu doing? Yeah, the answer is we don't freaking know. Guy's all he's a he's a he's a, he's a freaking question wrapped up in an enigma or some shit like mysteries. This, and I stuff. mean, that's he's true, all, but like initial impressions, you know, back back in the day. Having the time, I remember going there for questing and whatnot, dungeons and stuff. And you know, Cavern's time. First off, when you first go there, it's just awesome. Like, look around; it's cool. But anyways, you know, he's right there, like hanging out in the middle, not really talking or anything. And sometimes just, it's just kind of hanging out. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, not even him. Yeah, like he's not. He's it not depends even. on like when and time and everything. But yeah, you know, at the t- at the time, like. You know, like there was a time when he was just kind of hanging out in the middle and just his head was just kind of down. He just, I don't know. I thought he looked a little sad and lonely and I wanted to go talk to him and make him feel better. But he didn't talk so, back. So, well, I, uh, no, no. Yep. So I just, no, I, I think he's, he's a little, he's a little sad maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're going to, we're going to find out more about this. Maybe if we all think he's a little sad at the end here. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. Well, anyway, now, like Allie mentioned, we already kind of talked about Alex Straza and the Galacron and the Nom Nom Nom, very hungry caterpillar and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> we already went over that. We already went over that. So we're not going to, like, belabor the point, but we're just going to, like, talk a little bit about... It's like, for example, did you ever read um, Ender's Game, right? Right? And then you went and watched or read Ender's Shadow, right? Same story, different perspective. So we're going to talk a little bit about from Nazdormer's perspective. Just a little bit. All right. So... What's going on? What's going on? Well, old friggin' uh, Nazdormu, he is, uh, he's a little, uh, he's kind of the quiet type. Like we kind of talk about, he doesn't really talk much. He's, uh, he's kind of aloof, right? So he doesn't really hang out as much. He's, he's back in the day when he was just a, a proto-dragon. A proto-drake, actually. He had this, uh, really interesting, uh, ability. Ability, a little power, you know, like Alex Straza, Breeze Fire, that's cool. Uh, you know, Friggin' Ysera, little Misty Mist. I don't know. Put people to sleep. Maybe a little poison poison. I don't know. It's green. It's fog. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, Malagos freezes things. A little, a little frosty breath. That's that's cool. Friggin' uh, you know, Neltharian is like, you know, liquid hot magma. Right? That's that's pretty sweet. Hot magma. Yeah, yeah. um, Nazdorm is a little different. Sand. He's like he's like he's like pocket sand. Pow, pocket sand, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, it's not Dormu. He uh, he blinds people with the power of pocket sand, um, and uh, that's that's what he's up to. So anyway, let's, let's kind of get into it a little bit. So like I was saying, 
Nazdormu. It's a little different. So the biggest difference here is Nazdormu, like I said, is most aloof because Alex Straza and Yasser, as we know, they're like they're like sisters. I don't know if they're like sister sister because like like red green, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Proto Drakes. That's it's confusing. Anyway, Malagos and Naltherian, they were like best buds. It's one of the reasons why Malagos kind of like took things so hard when he when Deathwing went all like wackadoo because they were like, man, he was like my bad bud, my bud. Now, granted, Nasdormu and Malagos were friends. They were they were friends. They were like, I don't know, work acquaintances where they were always like saying hi in the hallway as they passed by and you're going to the break room maybe. Like, oh, they liked each other. No hard feelings <laughs> or anything. But yeah. He just always seemed to be, he's just always sitting around watching. He was just watching everybody. He's like, I'm, I'm watching. I'm keeping my eye on you. I'm keeping my eye on you. I know what's going on. Because. People. He, people watcher. Yeah, absolutely. He's very, yeah. he's a he's a Drake watcher. He's, he's watching those Drakes. Because <laughs> in the Donna aspects, Nazdormo was often just observing what was going on. Not saying much at all. And he was described as knowing what was going to happen before it did because of how much he paid attention. And he had this pinpoint precision with his coursing Pocket sand. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, fast forward. After the defeat of Galakron, it was High Keeper Ra that empowered Nazdormu and gave him the power over time itself and charged him with keeping the one true timeline intact. So like I said, High Keeper Ra gave him the power of Amatul. It's like, hey dude, you're really good at this timing thing, so we're just gonna make you Doctor Who now. You're a Time Lord. Fix it. All right, okay, you're like the TVA, okay? You've seen Loki, it's a pretty fun show. You're the TVA it is. now. It's good. I'm right. So, before we continue, one true timeline is something that comes up a lot. Do you think this is just a Titan Order obsessed thing? Or is there really a singular timeline that must be adhered to? Or is it all just going to come collapsing and falling apart like they keep saying in, in Loki, right? Is it just going to go all pew, and come crashing down? Maybe a weird mix of all of that <laughs> because it could absolutely be a Titan order obsessed thing because of Titans and order and order magic, which Stevie D threw out there during one of the interviews. It's like, oh, never considered that. So pretty sure that's I do. It could be. Could be yeah. <laughs> But he said order magic. I was like, wait, what? So anyways, I think it you know could very well just be that's how Titans handle things. It's all in order and everything in place. And and that's that's their thing, right? I can see the need for a singular timeline that must be adhered to. But, you know, sometimes other timelines have better outcomes. So maybe it's not it doesn't need to be adhered to. But then, in the end, eventually it all comes crashing down anyways, I'm sure, so. Yeah. Now. I'm just going to say a mix of all of it. Yeah, it is absolutely probably a mix of all of it, because as you will clearly see, sometimes in order to adhere to the one true timeline, they do some, Nazdurma does some very interesting, like, stitching, putting back in place, like, some stuff, some loops, and some, I don't know, there's some crocheting and some cross-hatching. Like, there, there is something. So for, for my fellow fellow tailors and BFA, there's in our part of our profession quest is we actually hang out with a bronze dragonflight member who's a time weaver, and she literally has thread to help stitch rifts together of, of time ways and things like that. Like it's a whole quest line you go on with them and you help them with it. Like it's 
it's a thing. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. And uh, sometimes those threads are real long and they got to do some wacky stuff. Yeah. For example, the War of the Ancients. They did some wacky stuff. All right. Now, during the events of the War of the Ancient, Nazdormu is nowhere to be seen. This is going to be a bit of a theme with Nazdormu. <laughs> because, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, if he was allowed to just do what he's capable of, the story would always be, Nazdormu fixed it, no more problem. All right. So, <laughs> so rather than allowing that to happen, Richard Knack had Nazdormu trapped between timeways by the old gods during the majority of the War of the Ancients. Okay. In fact, Nazdormu wasn't even present during the creation of the Dragon Soul. And you're thinking, okay, if he wasn't present during the creation of the Dragon Soul, didn't he have to give up part of himself? Yeah, he did, through a proxy. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> Sora Dormi, one of his mates, that gave up part of his own essence. Not hers, his. Interesting that she was able to do that. I don't know. She just keep it in, a, in her pocket or something? Like a little pouch? Like, this is, this is my Nazdormu. This is for you, Deathwing. <laughs> yep, you can laugh at that all you want, Allie. You know where I was going with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to touch that. Just just move on. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't know how she was like, I have his essence, and I keep it here in my pocket. <laughs> I will place this here in the dragon soul. It's kind of sticky. <laughs> Okay, so, like I said, Nazdormu well, didn't show up until the end of the novel after Malfurion destroyed the Well of the Eternity and, in doing so, halted the Old God's attempt at escaping. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you, Malfurion, for destroying 60% of the planet. Anyway, so, that freed Nazdormu, and it was him that sent Ronan and Coriolisraz back to the present day. So, protecting the One True Timeline, according to that theory, it would mean that the one true timeline includes three heroes from the future traveling back to the Worthy Ancients <laughs> to make sure it went down correctly. This appears to be the true timeline now. Would you agree? I I, I mean, considering that, that is what we went forward with, then yes. It's a little wacky, right? I don't know. Right. It's Everything gets a little wacky and timey-wimey, you know, when you're talking about this stuff because there's just so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he, he was like, he's like, well, if, um, cause so much of this stuff, like, and, and you'll see, like, just the fact that the caverns of time exist and the infinite dragonflight and things like that, he's basically sending us back to ensure that the correct events still happen. But that doesn't mean that they had to happen in the exact right same way. For example, the calling of Stratholme. There weren't no random friggin' people running through Stratholme going like, don't let the b b weird sparkly blacky crackly dragons from keeping Arthas from killing everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. A um, little, little weird, and we're like, well, that's, that's weird. And then even Arthas was like, I don't know what's happening with this. This is weird, but I'll hunt you to the ends of the earth, Malganus. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> So there's that, and uh, it's, it's it's not so much the the journey to keep the timeline intact. It's the destination. Yeah, it's about the outcome. Absolutely, I think that's I think that's um, his guiding principle. It's like um, Arthas still has to become the Lich King. That's that's the that's the goal. That's the end goal. I don't care how he does it, right? I don't care. 
Like, if I have to send five heroes back to beat the crap out of some infinite dragons, I'm gonna do it. So, that's how the time waves work, apparently. Because he did that in the War of the Ancients. He was like, well, the old gads are trying to mess with some stuff. They're trying to, like, make sure the Legion wins, because that makes sense for old gods, because the fell and the, the, the void are, I guess, on the same team. I don't know. They probably aren't, but... I don't know, I think they just like the chaos, the old gods, and so they were like, well, since the old gods are trying to mess with things, I need to put things right, and my old pal, Cory Alistraz, knows what's up, as well as uh, Ronan. So that's what happened. That's what happened in the War of the Ancients. So he had a whole bunch of stuff there. So anyway, after the defeat of the Legion, Nazdormu joined in the blessing and order show up in Hydril, and it was his blessing that made the Night Elves immortal. So he was the one that had the cool blessing. The other two were... Only kind of neat. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't gonna get sick anymore. That was Alex Strauss. And Ysera was like, hey, Druids, it's gonna go really easy into the Emerald Dream. You just like, you just go, and then you're in the Emerald Dream. Uh, I mean, the ability just to like go to sleep that quickly is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe they gotta take some Ambien or something like that before they can get to the Emerald Dream. I don't know. <laughs> but when they go to sleep, they're in the Emerald Dream. Right? So that's, yeah. that's the thing. So... Uh, I, I'm still a big fan of the whole, you know, Nas Dormu, like, you're immortal now. So, there you go. Now, here's a fun one. I just, th- this was so wacky and so random that I just had to throw a whole bunch of information on this character. So, bear with me. This is just me discovering a random NPC that I was like, why have I never heard of this NPC? Why did I not know about this NPC? Why are there not more information on this NPC? Because this is, seems like a big deal. Okay, this is a big deal. Because not Dormu, not Dormu, right around the same time, right around the same time, Lul after the War of the Ancients, there's a Torin. he's a Torin. he's just like, he's like, you know what, I used to be a druid, and I just, I just really liked nature, and I just wanted to see the world, I wanted to see the world, there's a whole new world, Malfurion busted it, so I wanted to check it all out, but you know what, there was a problem, I was running out of time, I was running out of time, so let's talk a little bit about this guy that was running out of time, well, Nazdormu, he created his group, it was just multiple people. I don't know. We know of two. But he decided to create a group called the Watchers. This is not the Titan Watchers. They're just Nazdormu's Watchers. Okay? They're, they're his Watchers. Okay? So, they were tasked to bear witness to the history of Azeroth as one of his agents. Okay? Now, we know of the two Watchers, and they are and they're actually in the game. There is one called Zarantor. Zarantor. That's kind of a tough name. Uh, the Witness, that is his title, and Jonathan the Revelator. Those are the two members of the of the Watchers. And you're thinking like, who are these two random NPCs? Why are you bringing them up? They're freaking immortal. Okay? Nazdormu said, you're immortal now. You're you're immortal now. And why? I don't know. It's freaking weird. Anyway, like I said, both of them were granted immortality by Nazdormu, and for over 10,000 years, they've just been wandering Azeroth collecting information because they're just watchers. That's what they do. They watch and they're just collecting info. It's freaking great. So, like I said, these characters are in the game and you can talk to them. I don't know if they're still in the game, but they were there in Wrath. So, Wrath Classic's coming. Go talk to this, this guy. Anyway, so you talk to him and they say, tell me about yourself, Xanator. Why are you called the Witness? And he says, I was one of the first Horned Druids of the last generation taught by Shando Cenarius. Before the Legion, before the Sundering, when the world was still young, before everything changed. While my brethren hunted great beasts, I hunted stories. 
I had been drawn to the Druidic arts by this hunger for, uh, this lust for knowledge. For a time, that hunger was sated as I learned to talk to the trees, rocks, and beasts and learn their stories. But then, the time came when Cenarius walked among us no more, and my brethren began to forget what he had taught us. I could not forget, though, and all I seemed to needed still needed to learn more about our world. So I said my farewells and traveled beyond the land of my people. And then click on please go on. I wander for the rest of my natural life in search of knowledge, seeing more wonder and meeting more strange and mysterious races than any of my people before me. I traveled across the length and breadth of ancient Kalimdor until there was no more to see, no new lands across the horizon. Yet there was still so much I did not know as I felt my final journey approaching, and I wept for the things that I would never know. As I fell, my life at an end. That was when they found me. And you're like, well, who's they? Right? The bronze dragonflight. They snatched me from the brink of death and took me before their master, Nazdormu. He said that uh, he said they wanted me to continue my hunt. He granted me immortality as a watcher, tasked me to bear witness to the history of Azeroth as one of his agents. I am Xanatar, the witness, and it is my duty to preserve the history of Azeroth, lest it be forgotten. So, before we move on, have you even heard of this NPC, Allie? Was it in the Caverns of Time? I feel mm-hmm. like I there I saw a Watcher NPC in Maybe. Caverns of Time. There might be one in the Caverns of Time, but apparently this one's in like Camp Naracho or something like that. He's just hanging out with the other Torn. Oh. Yeah, he's just he's this Torn. And he's got a hammer called I think the the, the lore hammer or something like that. The, it's pretty it's freaking cool. I was just like, where's this who this guy come from? The name rings a vague I don't think I've run across him. In my own journeys, the name rings a vague bell, and I think there might have been a couple of people here and there that have mentioned him in passing. But you're right; there's not really a whole lot of knowledge about him, and not a lot of people actually know about him or talk about him. Yeah, and this is like that's all there is. There's just a couple quests where you go and like use his like lore hammer to fix some some timing and whiminess. Because it's like, it's out of time. You got to like smash it with my hammer and then you'll fix it in this time because it's the lore hammer. And it's like, that's the quest that you do for him. And it's pretty cool. And I was just like, why is this just, it's just random immortal NPC just hanging out with the Torrent and no one wants to talk about him. Blizzard's just like, no, he's just, he's just immortal. All the Night Elves were immortal. That's not a big deal. (laughs) So it's. So maybe it's one of those things where it's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things to them but we think it's pretty cool and wish there was more to it yes i think so yeah so now there we go that's that's the that's the whole pre-sundering kind of sundering kind of stuff so anywho let's fast forward about ten thousand years um because there's a big gap in time there's even just read chronicle there's not much that happens between yeah the ancients and then Basically, the freaking orcs show up. <laughs> that's that's kind of the timeline. So we got to fast forward 10,000 years. And uh, the next time we, Nazdormu appears in a story is during the Day of the Dragon. Well, once again, just like previous stories, Nazdormu doesn't do much. In fact, in this story, he seems to be more interested in his collection from the different periods of time than in helping the other aspects. It finally took Ysera to convince him that he needed to aid the rest of them in driving back Deathwing before he got up his freaking ass and actually did something. He was just like, 
You see my collection? This is from ancient Rome. It's really cool. That over there, that's from like way some other time. It's really cool. That you've never heard of it because that's from the future. This is from the future. And this over there, <laughs> he just had his, he's like, this is my cool stuff. I got my cool stuff. So anyway, apparently there's a reason there was the cool stuff because, uh, what was her name? Sorry, Soridormi. Yeah, Soridormi kind of, uh, did, uh, did old Nazdormu, uh, wrong by giving up his, some of his essence because, uh, yeah, apparently when the, the aspects had given up a whole bunch of their essence, they didn't really, I don't know, they weren't working at, uh, full capacity, including old Nazdormu. So, when Ronan destroyed the dragon's hole and the aspects got all their power returned to them, he and the other aspects realized that they had been doing a pretty crap job over the past 10,000 years. Uh, so they needed to get back to protecting Azeroth and not just collecting his random stuff through time and going like, yes, yes, I have all my cool stuff. <laughs> my pretties. Yeah. So this is when Nazdromo first gets out of his funk a bit and starts trying to right the wrongs that he's been seeing in the timelines. More on that in a bit. So <laughs> now fast forward a little bit. We got War of the Ancients in the present day, because if you read the War of the Ancients trilogy, there is the stuff that happens like when Thrall is like, hey, there's some stuff that's going down. And there's also the Ronin bit where he's hanging out with Varisa, you know, his wife, Varisa. Yeah, Varisa. Yep. She's all pregnant with her twins. And he's like, uh, hey, sorry, babe, work's calling and I got to I got to go on a work trip. Keep the kids in and I'll be I'll be back as soon as possible. Keep the kids in. <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, freaking, you know, Corey Alistair as it was like, hey man, um, you and me, we go way back to the day of the dragon. It wasn't that long ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I got, some, I got a job for you. So uh, let's let's do some stuff. So they went and did some stuff. And by went and did some stuff, and meaning they went back in time to the War of the Ancients and made sure that the Legion still lost. That's what they did. And then Nazdormu sent it back. But anyway... Why am I bringing this up? Well, after Nazdormu got his act together, uh, let's just say he got he got kind of stuck somewhere, but trapped between the time. I don't know. Things got a little weird. Anyway, so here we go. So you ever wonder why Kauri Alistraz contacted Ronan to get help for investigating the anomalies or why Thrall sent Broxigar and the other dude that died instantly to investigate them as well? Well, that was Nazdormu. Nazdormu was like, uh, there's stuff happening and I need help. Um, he knew that he couldn't take any direct action himself since he was kind of trapped by the old gods. Yeah. But he did manage to get word out to these two groups and get them sent back in time because they gotta get back in time. And after Ronan and Crassus made it back, Nazdormu spoke to Crassus and told him that he would temporarily look over the clutch of blue dragon eggs that Crassus had saved. Now, once again, we've got another instance of Nazdormu allowing a change in the timeline. And this is a pretty direct big change because sending the heroes back in time was to prevent the old gods from being able to mess with the timeline, right? That makes sense. And it's like, okay, right. that's good. But while freaking Crassus was there, he also saved a bunch of blue dragon eggs. And he's like, Hey, back 10,000 years ago, Nazdormu, I like stashed a bunch of blue dragon eggs. Can you like watch out for them? So because of Nazdormu's 
allowing of the timeways to be changed, more blue dragons were born than ever should have been according to the one true timeline. So I guess the one true timeline is whatever Nazdormu wants it to be. It does kind of feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, what do you, according to them, they were like, yeah, but more blue dragons is good. So they, they went with it. Yeah, maybe, and maybe he just didn't care. It's like, you know, look, okay, more eggs, whatever, don't care. As long as the old gods are stopped, because of what the old gods do and what they're going to do, as long as they're stopped, I don't care. Bring more eggs, whatever, it's probably a good thing. I don't, I don't care. Yep. All right. But that was the, all the pre-classic stuff. Okay. Now we're caught up to classic. TBC and Wrath. Yep. Nazdormu wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you it was a bit of a pattern with this guy. Uh, Nazdormu disappears for freaking forever. He just he just goes away. And apparently if he ever gets trapped in any timeline, he's trapped in all timelines. So he's just gone and old gods and things. They, they just like to mess with Nazdormu is, is all I'm getting at. They really like to mess Basically, with Basically, yeah. Now... The only appearance he makes is during a quest in Wrath, where we're, uh, you're helping Kuromi, and Nazdormu appears as the leader of the Infinite Dragonflight, which just confuses the hell out of Kuromi, and she's just like, I don't... What? That's not... And that's what, boys and girls, what we call foreshadowing. <laughs> right? Yeah. So Kuromi was like, I don't... I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but you, you and I need to get it, because... We've played Cataclysm. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Cataclysm, Nazdormu finally shows up. Hi, Nazdormu. It's been a while. How you doing? So, <laughs> kind of. So, remember in the very beginning of this, uh, where we were talking about Nazdormu, where I was like, yeah, Nazdormu, he's going to play a role in Dragonflight. And then I was like, maybe. <laughs> 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 the reason being is because Cataclysm was dragon, 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 dragon. That was pretty much what Cataclysm, the story was about. There was some Cho'Gall stuff in there too, and the Twilight stuff, but they were all related to Deathwing, dragon, so you get the idea. Dragon, dragon, dragon. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Dragon's all the way down. Yeah, dragon's all the way down. Absolutely. So, Nazdormu. Where the hell was he? Maybe he was, he was I don't know, locked up in time or something. It's, it's what happens with him. He's locked up in time. Matter of fact, we know where he was. Because we've read a book, but we're not there yet. We're just talking for a second. Because Nazdormu doesn't actually show up until patch 4.2. During the quest line where Thrall's spirit is split all up. And he's trapped in the different elemental planes. But there's a reason he didn't show up in 4.0 and 4.1. The dude, once again, like we said, was trapped in time. So, let's talk about it. So, anyway. So, uh, to make sense of what's happening... I'll need to provide a little so super quick context. This is coming from Thrall, Twilight of the Aspects. Thrall, Twilight of the Aspects. If you like timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly goofiness, read Thrall, Twilight of the Aspects. Because there's a yeah. whole bunch of it. <laughs> anyway. So, like we discussed in episode 45, this was when Alex Straza uh, pretty much gave up on life when she thought Coriolis had betrayed her and destroyed the Ruby Sanctum and all the eggs to go along with it. Um, and she went off to Desolus to just say, nope, I'm out, I'm done, I'm out. Well, when that happened, Ysera reached out to Thrall and said, hey man, 
We need some help. Meet me over in Fellwood or something in that area. And Thrall was being kind of dumb. And he said something like, Hey, can I like sleep on it? And get back to you tomorrow? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling very shamany right now. So, um, like, I'm kind of like the weakest link at the moment. So, and Ysera, in her like Ysera-ness of just like, sure. She was just like, sure, man. You sleep on it. Yeah. You, you cause you, you like 30 something year old orc can just kind of just tell me the 125,000 year old dragon aspect <laughs> that I, that you're going to sleep on it. Okay. That tracks. So sure. So anyways, um, he went and decided, he was just like, he went and talked to his wife about this, Agar. And Agar was like, are you insane, dude? You, this whole being a war chief thing, like, get all up in your head thinking that you're, like, bigger than you are. You just told a dragon aspect. sleep on it. <laughs> and she said, okay, out of probably, like, a little quizzical confusion and, like, okay. Sure, buddy. Yeah. Because after Agra finished slapping the stupid out of Thrall, uh, <laughs> he woke up the next day and he's like, all right, I'm going to go talk to Yasera. And he's like, where's Yasera? Dude, she got better things to do. She wasn't going to come back and talk to you and give you a ride. Your ass can sure. walk. You're a shaman. Cast water walk. Get walking. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Thrall, he went to go where he was supposed to meet up with Ysera, but it wasn't Ysera because, again, she had better things to do. It was a different green dragon that he met up with over in Fellwood or something. It was something like that. Um, well, anyway, he helped him out. There's some stuff that happened. But anyway, the green dragon was like, yes, I am not a druid. I was in disguise, incognito. And I was here sent by Ysera. And we are going to go help the real reason that we got you. So come with me. Come with me, Padawan. We're, go, we're, go, we're going over to uh, the friggin' cavern this time. Here we go. Wow. And they went over to cavern this time. Uh, then the green dragon got killed by Atlas Blackmore. And you're like, what? What? Atlas Blackmore? Isn't he dead? Yeah, he is dead. Uh, did you remember when I said timey-wimey bullshit? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Atlas Blackmore, different timeline version of him, suddenly pops up at the cavern this time, chops the head off of, the, of a green dragon, and Thrall gets thrown through a portal in the green, in the, or in the, that green, uh, in the caverns of time. And he's just like randomly in time somewhere. Okay. Now this is, brings us all back to Nazdorm. That was the context that I was setting up because as Thrall is having his, uh, I don't know, timey time travel, fun, good times. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a name. It's, yeah, it's a name. So, uh, he's having fun. <laughs> Bouncing around, getting back in time, something like that. Uh, he's working with Marty and, and Doc and all that. <laughs> and uh, what was happening, he kept seeing out of the corner of his eye. He he had never really, he wasn't like, oh, I see you. I see you. He was just like, he's like, is that it? Is that it? He couldn't really have a tell. Uh, he kept seeing the little glimpses of a bronze dragon, just like, just like, like oh, oh, we couldn't quite see him, but it, it was like, like in the creek over here at one point. Oh, oh, he's over there in the, the bushes or something. Like, oh, oh, he's hiding. He's playing hide and seek. Uh, no, no, he wasn't playing hide and seek. Dude was trapped in the timelines. <laughs> in fact, the old guys got him real good this time. He was actually trapped outside of time. So it was it's pretty wacky. So let me explain. So uh, here we go. So 
here, I'll just read what I've got in the notes. So Thrall goes through magic timeline <laughs> hopping, but he keeps seeing glimpses of a bronze dragon of Ram's pots. Yeah, like I said, he didn't know what that meant. So he did his shaman talking to the elements thing, and he was able to figure out the puzzle that Nazdormu was trapped outside of time. In a way, he existed in all moments. And that's why he kept seeing glimpses of him. Like, doesn't matter what time he was in. He was just like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Like, where's Waldo and some shit? Uh, then Thrall did some deep Buddhist thinking or something and realized that there is no alternative timelines, but just time. There is only one past, one present, and one future. And armed with this knowledge, Thrall squinted really hard or something and found himself outside of the timeline <laughs> and face-to-face with Nazdormu. It always reminded me of, like, you know, the Matrix, when they're like the loading module, where it's this, like the big, right. the wi- that I always picture that. Yeah. He pops in and Nazdormu's like, hey, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, Tank, can you give us some weapons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what it always reminded me of. Anyway, so, well. The Timeless One explained that if they were going to be successful, Thrall was going to need to talk the fight back into Alex Straza. That's what he did. So, anyway. So, finally, Nazdormu showed up right in the nick of time. Uh, when the other aspects were going to try and attack, at the end of this book, Chromatis. Yep. And when he uh, when he showed up, he was basically like, uh, y'all need to retreat or you're going to die. Yep. Um... Mr. Timelines, um, I saw what this timeline looks like. This is a no. You don't, you want to turn, you turn this ship around, <laughs> you go right back. This ain't going to work out. So they were like, oh, the, the guy who actually knows what's going to happen in the different timelines. So let's, let's listen to that guy. Okay. So they, they didn't attack Chromatis at the time. So they retreated. Anyway. Uh, after everyone ran uh, for it, he explained that to defeat the five-headed dragon, they need the power of all the aspects, and old Neltharion isn't anywhere to be found. Or, you know, he's Deathwing now, so he ain't gonna help him. So anyway, so that's when Thrall stepped up and was like, hey, you want some Earth stuff? I can do some Earth stuff. <laughs> I, I, got, I got your Earth right here, buddy. So that is how Chromatis was defeated, because Thrall was like, I got Earth. Earth, wind, water, power. Well, you know, you get the idea. Um... <laughs> And they locked up his corpse because they couldn't destroy the body. Uh, because, fun little fact, there's a reason why they think Chromatis may actually be one of the bad guys in Dragonflight. Because when they, quote unquote, killed Chromatis, they did kind of basically unalived the dragon, but the body was still completely intact. Uh, unalive. They did. They unalived the dragon. <laughs> Did they kill? I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's great. Because the it's, it's a great was, term. Un, unalive. Uh-huh. Yeah, they unalive. Yeah. Um, okay. Because even when the dragon was like rolled out on a cart, they were like, hey, we got this five-headed dragon. What's going on? And they're like, well, the thing's not moving. It's just like a weird right. stitched together corpse. What they did is they used one of the surge needles from, you know, up, up in the Nexus and, you know, those big crazy Caldera, you know, Caldera and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yep, got yep. a lot of power in it. They just stabbed the corpse with a surge needle, and Chromatis is busy alive. Frankenstein and shit. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, just stab that body with a surge needle, and you might have Chromatis back. So there you go. Because they, they couldn't destroy the body. And that's the moral of that story. Okay. There we go. So that's where Thrall, Twilight of the Aspects, kind of ends, kind of. 
There's like some heart-touching moments with Thrall and, and Alex Raza, but I'm not going to get into that. Read the book. Anyway. It's a good book. It is a good book. Okay, so Dragon Soul and the Three Dungeons. Because the Three Dungeons are very important when it comes to Nazormu. In fact, it's super important when it yes. comes to Nazormu. So, yes. the next big moments for old Nazormu is during the events of the Dragon Soul raid and really the Three Dungeons that led up to it. Because there was a short story called Charge of the Aspects. Nazdormu comes up with a plan to defeat Deathwing, and it involves going back in time and to borrow the Dragon Soul since it had been destroyed in the current timeline. They're like, uh, we really need this thing called the Dragon Soul, but Ronan, thanks Ronan, destroyed it. Um, actually thanks, because it got all our power back, so actually, yes, thank you. Um, but we're gonna need it to kill Deathwing, because he's like really powerful now, and that thing can like do like Super Saiyan, like pew pew. Like some crazy Lulus. The Lulus like you've never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Lulus. The best Lulus of them all. So um, <laughs> so Nazdormu was like, all right, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back in time and I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it right back right after we're done with it. All right. So it's like it was like it was never gone. And he's like, OK, sure, Nazdormu, just like you always just show up right at the freaking end of time when you could just show you could show up literally whenever you wanted you're a time traveler and you always show up right at the last moment really Bazdorma? okay yeah i trust right. you i trust you uh <laughs> so what, what what happened what happened well here we go i got this i got this so anyway but before the heroes could actually go back in time back, back in time um, they had to go forward in time. In fact, to the end times dungeon. Yes, this is a fantastic episode of Dungeon Fables. I really like this one. Uh, this is because <laughs> Nazdormu wasn't able to travel to any point in time because of the influence by, well, him. He, he was doing it. Yeah, because remember when Kromi saw the vision of Nazdormu as the leader of the Infinite Dragon? Of yeah, it's because we all know it's he's also Marizond. So, at some unknown point in the future, Nazdormu falls to madness and becomes the leader of the Infinite Dragonflight. So, before we keep going, let's discuss what the Infinite Dragonflight even is. Because that's kind of important. Well, the Infinite Dragonflight, as we now know, is led by Murazon, a corrupted Nazdormu. Their goal is to disrupt or destroy the one true timeline in order to prevent an even worse outcome. Kind of like the Jailer. Yeah, <laughs> So bad was coming, man. Like, I was doing the really thing. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what the old gods do. They're just like, <laughs> it's bad stuff, man. <laughs> you don't want to deal with that. You better break that timeline. Nazdormu was like, you're right. I'm Murazon now. Uh, so what that outcome is, we don't know. Uh, and besides knowing that old gods were involved, we don't know what caused Nazdormu to fall to madness either. I don't know. Maybe they were out of fudgy bars or something. Anyway, so... <laughs> I feel like that was really random. Are you, Jen, out of fudgy bars? Yeah, I don't have any fudgy bars. I gotta go get some. Okay. <laughs> we're really good. Uh, so, during TPC and Wrath, we were sent back in time by members of the Bronze Dragon Flight to fix anomalies in the timeline. Kind of like the TVA and Loki. Because there's, like, there's little things... Is like, here's the one true timeline. It's like a line. It's a line. It's a line. It's a line. And then they would see those little spikes of like, oh, shit's happening. Like things that aren't supposed to happen are happening. Wah! And that's where we had to step in and beat the crap out of some people 
and then it goes boop, and then we fixed we fixed the issue we, we basically took that little tangent and looped it back in with that thread basically that Allie was talking about and we we didn't we didn't thread it we just beat the crap out of some dragons and then we fixed it. <laughs> so that's we how we did it. it yeah we fixed it it's fixed now uh-huh now, we didn't know why they're doing it, but they were always trying to stop major events from occurring and alter the one true timeline beyond repair. Now, back to the Dragon's Soul Dungeon. End time. Nazdormu sends us forward in time to put a stop to the block that's keeping him from being able to travel to any other timeline. We do that by facing Mirazond. I got a little clip of Mirazond. Here we go. A little Mirazond. The end time. I once called this place. I had not seen by then. I did not know. You hope to what? Stop me here? Change the fate I worked so tirelessly to weave? You crawl unwitting like a blind writhing worm towards endless madness and despair. I have witnessed the true end time. This? This is a blessing you simply cannot comprehend. Yeah, so... Basically, just like the jailer said, oh, bad stuff is coming. <sighs> and uh, Murazon is like, hey, I know where that one true timeline ends, and it sucks. So. Is it a cosmo- cosmic disco war? Maybe. Did he knew about it? <laughs> probably. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> yeah, he probably knows what lots of timelines contain. So he was like, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a no for me. I don't I don't want a cosmic disc war. This in time where Rando Deathwing decided to uh, s- stick himself and just like bleh, bleh, and like kill himself on top of the spire of a freaking, uh, you know, dragon trying up there. Dragon Blight. Where he's just like, he's like, I'm dead now. I'm, I'm on. I'm just like Seppuku or whatever. Freaking, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what he did. So uh, that's when uh, Mirazan was like, this? this? This is great. This is fantastic. You, you want to see the real end time? That's a horror show. That's a horror show. So obviously it's a freaking five man dungeon. So we defeat him since we got more dungeons to cover. Uh-huh. But when Mirazan dies, he says, You know not what you have done. Amenthul. What I have seen. Yeah, so he's like, I'm a thool, dude. Um, so you really, really mess with me, man. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I see. I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know what's what's up. It's it's a lot. And there's actually a chance that what he has seen is probably, like he said, a worse outcome than is even this end time. Uh, yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about what he was like? I'm a tool. What I have seen. What do you think he has seen? I've gone back and forth on this one since like back at that time when it was current content. And part of me thought I'm a tool. The way he said I'm a tool was more of like a, oh God, the things I have seen that kind of expression. Right. Yeah. And the other part of me wonders if it's more of, some bad things go down and Amathul is killed. No, that could but be it. We we know we know we know things about things and so I don't know if that's it or not. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Um 
I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it goes back to the like the big bad saying that there's a bigger bad. There's a bigger bad. I feel right. Like, that feels like a motif at this point for uh for old Blizzard saying that. Hey, you thought this was bad? Just wait and see. It's gonna be even bigger <laughs> bads. Just like Dragon Ball Z. Pretty soon it's gonna be galaxies fighting galaxies, and then like super clusters fighting super clusters. It's gonna be insane. Um. Cause yeah, eventually that's what we're gonna get to. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see him like in terms of like not just using the phrase Amanthul, but actually like what he was actually talking about. Like I think it may have been some kind of cosmic disco war. Yeah, because if that's the thing, it really happens. Like or something. Even if it's just like light versus void. Like it has potential to be just utterly horrible for this universe. So yeah. Yeah, if the six yeah. forces go to war, and it's like a bad, that's it's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Azeroth stuck in the middle. So yeah, damn. Anyway, so and finally, Nazdromo explains to I like how I said use heroes, but I meant to say us heroes. <laughs> <laughs> what had just happened? <laughs> so uh, so they used us heroes to kill himself. <laughs> Weird. Uh, and this is what Nazdromo says. At last it has come to pass, the moment of my demise. The loop is closed. My future self will cause no more harm. Still, in time, I will fall to madness, and you heroes will vanquish me. The cycle will repeat, so it goes. Yeah. So, obviously, we're dealing with a time-traveling enemy. So even though Murazon is dead, I mean, that doesn't mean that another version or another timeline of Morazon couldn't just show up again. Do you think that we will see more infinite dragons in Dragonflight? Absolutely. I think we're going to learn more about them, how things went down, more about their shenanigans, and then get an infinite pirate dragon mount. You mean shenanigans? Stevie, oh. <laughs> yes. shenanigans, right? <laughs> I had to. Because Stevie D said the infinite dragon flights mount, uh, you know, the infinite dragon, dragon, pirate, dragon. His story wasn't done. And I'm holding Stevie D to that. All right, Stevie. And it's going to be a mount. All right. So, yes, we will get more infinite dragon stuff in dragon flight. We'll learn more about them and what they're up to and why. Yeah, I'd love to know why. Like, it's like, okay, what? What made you go? Like, this is bad. Let's let's just break all of the big like Warcraft moments and like just yeah, like, no more Warcraft moments. And um, we're just gonna be like really lame stories now. It's just gonna be like there's a prince that he went really upset, but then he died. He he just died. <laughs> he just died. Uh, did he become like yeah, a lich like, king? No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Like, and that's something I've always wondered with them because, you know, early times, you know, back when Cavern of Time was introduced and all the instances that came with it, it was just like, what are, what are they up to? Like, are they just messing with things in order of things being the timelines to sow chaos or the old gods? Like, is it just shenanigans? Like, what is the why behind what they're doing? And that's just been a constant question I've had for quite a while. Yeah. So I have a feeling. That'd be good to hear. I have a feeling it may be 
old gods made me do it. Yeah. Now, that's fine. That's a perfectly acceptable answer. I will actually accept that answer if that's the, the simple answer. I would also like to know what convinced Nazdormu to finally fall to madness, right? What was it that he finally yeah. saw? What did the old gods show him to basically be like, mm, you're on my team now, right? That's that's the, the, the main thing that I, I want to know is like just a, yeah, just a, a little bit more of a why other than old gods did it. Because right now that's what we kind of know. Old gods did it. Um, and I would just like to know, like, I don't know. Like, I'd like to see a fun little cutscene of, you know, kind of like Nazoth and and, Al- and friggin' Ashara kind of thing. But instead of Nazoth and Ashara, maybe it's Nazoth and Nazdormu. And Nazoth's like, oh, you thought I was dead? No. Haha. <laughs> I got blasted by the origination beam, but I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> because as you know, we're in all sorts of places and we're voidy and we're kind of timey wimey and we just mess with things. So, uh, hey, let's have a chat. It'd actually be really cool. It'd actually be really cool if, if, if Blizzard finally was like, yeah, yeah, no, those old guys really are dead. This is it. Like Nazoth, he's dead. Nazoth is dead. Uh, freaking Yassarge or however you freaking say, yeah, 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 I'm on Thrul. Plucked him out. He's dead. This guy. I mean, there's some, some Shah stuff. There's some Shah, but he's dead. Um, Cthun, Yagsaron. Oh, yeah, yeah, we beat them up. They're dead. We killed them. We killed them. They're, they're gone. They're, they're done for. It'd be really... F- I would actually be fine with that if they basically said, oh, yeah, the old god that corrupted Nazdormu, Zalatath. Yeah, that, that I would enjoy that story. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I would really enjoy the fact that Zalatath just came back and was like, oh, you know how you guys kept messing with the old gods and you kept doing that? Yeah, that was preventing an even worse thing because, yeah, see... Yeah, we absolutely were trying to corrupt Azeroth. That's that's what we were sent to do. That's what we were trying to do. But if we had successfully corrupted Azeroth, we would have prevented an even worse outcome, right? Because, boom, 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 Cosmo Disco War and Zalatath could probably been like, you know, if you're on our side, maybe we can fix all of this stuff. <laughs> right. So, yeah. What if, what if the infinite dragons end up being the good guys in the end? <laughs> It's not going to happen, but what if? I, I feel like I feel like uh, Murzon every day is like, am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> <laughs> am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Murzon. He's like, no, I'm not the drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 all. That's all Nazdormu and or Murzon cuz they're the same person. They just Change your name. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. So we will refer to Marizon as Marizon because that's what they go by now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so. All right. All right. So now that the time travel blocker has been lifted, we travel back in time to the War of the Ancients once again, and we grab the Dragon Soul to be used against Deathwing. Earl puts it to good use and Deathwing is destroyed. But during the battle, he and the rest of the Axpecs expend pretty much most of their power in defeating him. In fact, Nazdormu says, It is time! I will expend everything to bind every thread here, now, around the Dragon Soul. What comes to pass will never be undone! Yeah. So, he is ensuring that no matter what time tampering may occur, He has created a fixed point in time that cannot be altered. 
Unless you're River Song, but that's a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as I drink my sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fixed point in time. Fixed point in time. That's basically what he what he created there is he's saying that Deathwing is going to be unmade in a way that I don't care how many infinite dragons come friggin' trying to mess with stuff. <laughs> it's not gonna they're not gonna do it. I'm the timeless one, bitches. That's that's how this works. And yeah, so he, uh, in, a, in a way, he expended everything to wrap it around the dragon soul or whatever, like he said. And there you go. He's like, he saved the day and he killed Deathwing. And uh, sadly, that's it for Nice Dormu. Like I said, there's a whole lot of, yeah, he's he's trapped in time. He, he's trapped in time. Because uh, if you go read the uh, Wowpedia, he's trapped in time a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. There's that cinematic that happens after you kill Deathwing, right? And how, you know, they talk about, you know, the day of dragons is over. And they talk about how they, you know, cause they, they gave all their power, right? And there's this one scene with Nazdormu where the, the sand and his little shoulder, you know, armor bits there. It's all like draining out and it's so pitiful. And he like puts his hand out to try to like hold some of the sand as it's falling out. It's, it's very pitiful and sad. Yeah. He's like, where does Dormu? He's like, oh man, my sand. He's like, well, my freaking pauldrons are all messed up now. I gotta go get a new transmog. <laughs> this is damn it, damn it. All right. <laughs> well, like I said, that's pretty much it for Nazdormu's story. That's the last time he showed up. He did not show up in Missa Pandaria. Nope, nope, nope. He didn't. Uh, he did not show up in Warlords of Draenor. Of all the places, you think he might have? <laughs> right. No, he didn't. Uh, no Nazdormu in Warlords of Draenor. Uh, no Nazdormu in Legion. No, even when we're dealing, like, there's other dragon aspects, and they're like, eh, let's go help out freaking Caligos. Eh, let's go see what he's doing, right? Oh, Alex Straza, how you doing? No, like, like poor Nazdormu. I, I feel like they just can't afford Martin Sheen very much. I think that's the problem. Because <laughs> we're all pretty positive. I was going to say that, I was going to say it has more to do with the whole... You know, timey-wimey stuff can be hard to wrap around and to use without it being overpowering and a blank check kind of thing for story writing. But yeah, it could be the Martin Sheen thing. <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just their, their... Maybe that's just what they say in the office. They're like, yeah, we can't. No, he's he's expensive. Have you seen West Wing? <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like... Um, yeah, they just they don't add them to the story much. I don't know. They, It's weird. I guess they just kind of write him away by saying he's off fixing timelines. But it's like, yeah, but he's off fixing timelines. But why is he not also in this timeline? He could show up whenever he wanted. That's how time travel works. If he was able to put the dragon soul back right where he got it, because that's what he did after Thrall used it, it went whoop, and it went right back to where it was. Why doesn't he ever do that? Why doesn't he ever go like, hey, guys, I'll see you in like 30 seconds. And really, it's more like half a second. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I just saved like a whole bunch of stuff. I think about a thousand years passed for me. <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's been like yeah. two seconds for you guys. Or maybe they're like, it's been like a moment. You blinked. He's like, yeah, time travel. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's uh, that's how they could do Nazdormu. But they don't. Because like uh, Ali said make the story even wackier than it is sometimes <laughs> <laughs> right yeah 
And it is a little sad that they, they didn't even bring him up. They didn't even bring him up in um, bringing war crimes. They didn't even have him do anything. And I mean, Alex Straza showed up in war crimes and she was a freaking, you know, uh, one of the witnesses. And, oh, no, just Chromie and uh, Kairos Dormu were working the, the hourglass. Nas Dormu couldn't show up, be like his tech support or something. Be like, hey, you guys are doing this all wrong. Like, let me, <laughs> let me show you how you actually use this tech thing. Tech support. <laughs> So, I guess my main question here is, what's next? What's going on next? Because he had a little tiny brief appearance in the Dawn of the Aspects in the present day portion where he basically was like, yeah, we'll keep having these meetings. Sure. We're not Aspects anymore, but we'll keep having these meetings. <laughs> um, they, you know, they, they got to, you know, connect and bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even though uh, the blue dragonflight isn't even a blue dragonflight anymore. They're just like, yeah, we're just blue dragons. There's not enough of us to actually call it a blue dragonflight. No, no, we just, they all went off their own way. And I guess they still have meetings and they just hang out whenever the, there's the embrace with the moons. That's when they show up and they're like, all right, let's go hang out. Let's have a little, little powwow, a little meeting. How's the, how's the aspect going? Nothing. We, we ain't found shit because we ain't doing nothing because we're not aspects anymore. <laughs> so. Here we go. Uh, right now, we don't know what's next for Nazdormu, if anything. Uh, but it's assumed, it's assumed uh, that he will play a part in Dragonflight, but possibly not right away because, like, he didn't even play much of a part in Cataclysm um, until the end. Right. So, uh, seriously, for a time-traveling dragon, he sure shows up late a lot. <laughs> hey, now, he arrives precisely when he wants to. All right, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the Frodo uh, looking at you like, sure, buddy, you, you keep spinning that web. Yeah, you arrive precisely when you mean to. Yeah, you are never late, nor are you early. Mm -hmm. That is Nazdormu, because he is the timeless one. No, I think for a timeless one, I think he just sees so many timelines. He gets he gets he loses track of time. It's like maybe. It's Maybe. like Chromie where, you know, you click on her a lot and she's like, have we had this conversation before? Pretty sure we have. But what's going on? This yeah. A little deja vu going on here. So it would be funny if, if that's how they explained it. It's like, he's got a lot of timelines that he's watching. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would maybe, be fun. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So what are your thoughts about what is going to happen with old Nas Dormu? What is he up to? What's he going to do with Dragonflight? Well, considering that I think the Infinite Dragonflight will be part of it, I think he'll be there too. I think he will eventually explain to us what happens and why he turns into Murazond. Do you think he and will turn into Murazond? That's a good question. If it gives me my mount, sure. <laughs> go for it, buddy. You turn right into Murazond <laughs> and then gift to me thine pirate dragon mount. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm desperate. Maybe, maybe I can, I can see that potentially happening because I feel like this is such an opportunity to really explore what's going on with him and the infant dragonflight. And if that's the case, it might be a good time. And it could be a case of maybe towards the end of the expansion, they use him to go back in time, forward in time, whatever it may be to show us something cosmic disco war related so we can learn more about that and then he goes crazy 
and turns into Morazond. And then we're all like, oh no, now we have to go kill you again. And then they re they revamp caverns of time, including end times. And then that happens. And then we kill him again. And then because of that, we know more about the cosmic disco war. Yeah. And he will have served his purpose. The end. Okay. So here's, here's the fun question. Um, since Nazdormu slash Marzon can travel okay. through time. Right. And Nazdormu knows the moment of his death. He's literally witnessed it probably multiple times. Um, what is it that you could possibly say to someone like that that would actually make them fall to madness when they already know what you're going to say? Because if he's already seen the timelines, he probably already knows what these old gods are up to and he already knows what they're going to say. So that is an interesting question for me. If he, if he already knows, like... I would imagine it's kind of like the difference between reading about something and experiencing it. Like maybe... He knows what's going to happen in the future, in the cosmic disco war, whatever it may be. He may know what the old gods are up to, but maybe something happens with Zalatath or something or other that makes him actually like have a dream or a vision where he's actually like feeling and experiencing some of the things that are going to go down. And maybe between that and the old gods with their tentacles like tickling his brain or something, he just like, snaps and then evolves into Morazond. Yeah. yeah okay, Maybe he just, just goes crazy because he experiences it and feels how messed up everything is and just loses it. Yeah. Yeah. I could I, I think I could see that because it's uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's just, it's a, it could be a thing. It could be. Yeah, it, it could be. And that's the thing. It's like I mean for someone who like he's like I've seen the time ways we need to retreat or you're going to die. Right. It's like, how could he know that, but also not see these alternate outcomes and things like that, where maybe he doesn't become Mirazond and can't somehow just make that the one true timeline, since he's already shown a proclivity to change things a little bit from time to time. But in changing things from time to time, his ultimate goal is still to achieve the big event that's supposed to happen, you know? Arthur still becomes the Lich King. You know, that kind of thing, right? Right. So maybe the fact that he, and he, he is, it's been hinted at that he kind of has spent some time dwelling on his own demise, right? And so maybe the ultimate fact that he has to let himself die or he has to let some of these certain things happen because that's what he's supposed to do. And maybe that's just enough to make his mind go explodey. Because if you think about it, Sometimes when people have conversations like these deep conversations about timelines and time travel and things like that, for some people, it's just too much for their brains to process or wrap around, really. So maybe it's something like that, but for Nas Dormu, where he has a hard time wrapping around the fact that he has to let himself die or he has to let this this big, bad thing happening, those big, bad and terrible, or he has to let Azeroth finally, you know, crack out of her shell or something. Just some, some big event that is is so altering, but he has to let it happen. It means just enough to make him break and give in to old gods and whatnot and become Morazond, even though he knows that's going to make him die. Okay. So I feel if any of that or all of that is true, what you just said, that right there, the fact that 
Nazdormu, Murazan, all of that is in the timelines and exists, proves that Sylvanas is right. We did not have any free will. It is all part of the timeline. It is all part of the fate. Things happen the way they happen. Sure, maybe you have to force them to happen that way be from some five heroes that will go over there and make sure it does happen that way. It just means that <laughs> they took away whatever free will that you actually had. So, fun little tangent, side note. Yeah, if that is true, and the funny thing is, is it makes you go, okay, if that is true, there is no free will. But maybe future in the in this story, maybe they will decide to go like, you know, Murazan doesn't have to exist. In fact, Nazdormu does have a choice and he does see where the timelines are going and he could actually choose to change it if he wanted to. Like he has already proven that he can do if he wants. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's one of those interesting things where it's like his mind broke to the point where it's like, all right, I'm going to become Marizan and change the timeline and basically break it down into whatever he was trying to do. But the funny thing is Nazdormu could do the exact same thing as Nazdormu, not as Murazan, by basically deciding, I'm just not going to become Murazan. I'm, no, I, I, I know what they're going to say. I know it. I've experienced it multiple times. Like, I am the timeless one. So no, no, I'm just not, I'm not, we're not doing that. And I think that would be a really interesting story if they basically said, you know, the end time thing never actually really happened. <laughs> and that would, that would be really interesting because the, just, I'm curious to know what the consequences that that would be because, you know, in the beginning, you know, when he got his powers and whatnot, they told him what his demise would be in the attempt to hold him back, humble him a little bit with these amazing powers. And so if he decides, you know what, guys, screw you. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'd be really curious to know the consequences of that. Yeah. That, and and the funny thing is... From different it, directions. It, yeah. it just dawned on me that you could still have the end time and all the caverns of time and the infinite dragons still exist as a thing. And still have Nazdormu not decide to become Murazond. Because you have a perfect example of where this would come from. And that is the existence of the Magar Orc playable race from an alternate timeline that was looped back and collapsed into our own timeline. There, it has basically become a parallel track timeline smashed into our own to keep the quote-unquote one true timeline working. So, Stevie D in the ropes! He can, <laughs> They're coming back into play. You could absolutely <laughs> create a scenario where this like, yes, this tangent in time still existed, but that is no longer the one true timeline because Nazdormu decided, no, we're not doing that. You know what, Sylvanas? Here's the funny thing. I know all the choices that could happen and I can still choose which one I want. And I just decided, no, old gods, you don't win. Dalatath, your argument sucks. I've heard it in infinite times before, and uh, this is the timeline where I say no. And I, I, I think that would be a fun story to tell. I think it would. And yeah. also, I will also point out that if they decided to do that, that the lore community would lose their collective shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be there'd be a lot of fun discussions with that, let's say. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that going to happen? No, I don't think they're going to go down that route. I think they're going to say, oh, yeah, Nazdormu, he becomes Murazon because that's what happens. That's the fate. And Sylvanas is right. You don't have any free will. Come on. Go down the fun path where you do have the free will. Where, just like the Oracle says, you don't believe in any of this fate crap. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Any other final thoughts on Nazdormu in Dragonflight and beyond? Before we start wrapping this up. I've just, I've just always been interested in him and his story and wanting to know more about that time when he transitions to Morazond. And I'm eager to know what we're going to find out in Dragonflight yeah. as I ride my infinite pirate dragon. Yeah, as, a, as, the end. as someone who enjoys the kind of crazy, wacky, you know, timeline things and the this and that and... and and the storyline of, of Warlords of Draenor, while I didn't necessarily super care for some of the storytelling in Warlords of Draenor, the time travel aspect never confused me. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. It was like a do 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 and then I brought it back, and then boop, boop, boop. Yeah, totally makes sense. That's what happens. Yeah, sure, makes sense. Uh, so yeah, you could totally do this. He's just like, no, this loops back around, and then this, this, it, like, I mean, yeah, it's gonna eventually look like the freaking red yarn going everywhere and the things like that, and it's like, <laughs> right. that, that, that. but yeah, it'd, it'd be great. I think that's absolutely what we need is more crazy yarn because you know, sticking with our sonic screwdriver and we'll, we'll and you know, they are all our Doctor Who silliness, like he says. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> a big ball of timey-wimey stuff. Yeah. 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 I like it. It's good. And just remember, just remember, as old Nazdormu said, Time is a tangled web. Try not to dwell on all the loose ends. Yeah. Such a good line. There's so many loose ends in the overall story and lore of this game. It's just, it's such a great line. Yeah, like you said, it's not a, it's not a strict uh, linear events, causative and events and things like that. Nope. nope. I mean, it's proven just the fact that in the OG Once Upon a Time timeline, before there was ever anything, there was a War of the Ancients where it was just the Night Elves. It was just the, the Legion, that. And then, second time around, or first, or what, someone, somehow, traveled back in time. The old gods messed with things, creating a, a, an event, an opportunity for the Legion to actually win. And Nazdormu had to send heroes back in time to stop that from happening, thus creating an infinite loop of this is now the real event. This is what actually happens now. And it's just like, yeah, you can just create more of those. And those are fun. Yeah, I like that. It's fun little weird timey-wimey crap stuff. Timey-wimey crap stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, the more I talk about Nazdormu, the more I go, you know what? You know what, Blizzard? Embrace the weird. Go go nutty with the timelines. Just just go all... I mean, if you're going to do a Cosmic Disc War at some go, point... Go crazy. Have embrace fun. the weird go and just explain that this event actually took place 32 years in the past, but it is also simultaneously happening now because of the timelines and how it was moved around and think, and just, just go, just, just go nuts. Embrace the weird. Just I, go crazy. Yeah. 
And if the lore community or the the as I call the uh, the, the kind of um, very passing by lore community where they watch the cutscenes but they don't read the novels, they don't look at any of this kind of stuff. They just follow passively through the game. Nothing wrong with that. No shade. Zero shade thrown. Because as someone who just played Jedi Fallen Order, who had a freaking fantastic story the you know, whole way through, you can play a game where all the story is contained in the game. So totally fine. It's true. Totally fine. Um, so I think it's totally fine that some people get all freaked out when things are happening and you don't necessarily have all the context because maybe you didn't read the shattering and things like that and stuff like that. And, and so it, it's fine. I understand some of the freakouts. I really do. I get it. But this is a really wacky and crazy and just insane story that has just got more and more crazy and they have embraced the weird more and more. Feels like every expansion. Just, I will now point just kind of at Shadowlands in general and say, they kind of embraced the weird on that one. So <laughs> A wee bit, a wee bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, there's some, some wacky stuff that went down with it and all of that. <laughs> some wild whack stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway... Yeah, that's 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 my that's my takeaways from this. It's, it's, this is fun. Yeah, Nasdorm is a good character. I like I like Nasdorm. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of a good time and things that I like, would you like to uh, go on and say say a nice hearty thank you to some folks that are that are just like the best? That I, just, I would. That I, I would. That I keep yeah. in my heart always, because my heart will go on <laughs> always, always. <laughs> And on and on. And time after time. And on. <laughs> time after time. Hey, patrons. Remember, speaking of time <laughs> earlier in the episode, I was like, stay tuned till the end. Hello. We're at the end. Welcome to the end. Almost the end. We still have a positive story to talk about. But still, it's towards the end. It's fine. It's the part of the show where we like to say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep us and the show going and all that jazz adding fuel to our fire. If you'd like to join their ranks and support this show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. We have two new patrons, technically kind of. We have DK Bladden. That's how I've said it mentally. If that's wrong, I'm sorry. This whole time, that's how I've said it. It's true. Bladden. Bl- Bladden. I've always said Bladden, like Aladdin, but like Bladden. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going with it. That works. And then Vanderlyle actually upped their pledge. So thank you both very, very much for the support. We really appreciate it. And to our top, pa- we, we, we thank all the patrons. All the patrons are wonderful. And we really appreciate the fact that you even listen to this silly show of ours that we have a lot of fun with. But for the top patrons, we like to just give a little, little shout out to their, their names, you know, and whatnot. <laughs> They Sorry, their name. Jin. How do you say that first one? Oh, How do you say that first one? Marjo, one t- Marjo Ficken. <laughs> okay. F- Fizzin? Ficken. Ficken. Like, hey, Marjo Ficken. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. They changed their name. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> collecting myself. <laughs> <laughs> Too many screwdrivers. Okay. So thank you to Marjo Ficken. Ikis, Sarith, Nadun, Kamari, Pasta Mat, Mud, Chris Malore, Dungeon Master Burke, and Dracorus. I may not have the individualized 
love letters and notes that Jin gave to you last episode. Ooh, but please read a love know, letter. this is what do it. Oh, oh, you know, you know, Jimmy Fallon. What? Does, you know how Jimmy Fallon does like the he does those little, little thank you notes. Thank you. <laughs> he just, he does little, like, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. should do that. That'll, that'll be a little special for each one. Maybe I'll just do it for one. I'll just do a little rotating thing. Just pick one at random. Yeah, you're gonna get one. Maybe I'll get one. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Anyways, new Patreon bonus. Thank Jen you. Writes a thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all the patrons. We appreciate you. You're wonderful. And thank you for being the top patrons and supporting us. And and thank you. <laughs> Not awkward at all. None whatsoever. Nope. 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 <laughs> all right. Here we go. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Yeah. Fact. This is a really good one. I was very happy. So, you know, as one is to do, I was browsing Reddit because that's what I like to do. I like to browse Reddit as Libby comes and says hi. Hello, Libby. Uh, and I was in the R Humans Being Bros subreddit. It's a pretty good subreddit. It's basically just good positive stories. And I just felt like the story was absolutely worth sharing. All right. It's a story of a man that used his account, I believe it was originally TikTok, uh, to help out a school for special needs by buying them a bus. I raised $60,000 on TikTok to buy this bus for this special needs school, which had no means of transportation for their students. You might have seen my videos on TikTok where I ask random strangers if they're happy. The question is, are you happy? This is one of my bucket list items. And I decided to use my platform to make a difference for a school that really needed it. All good. Whatever you could afford, click the link in the bio to donate. 2,000 people came together and made this a reality. One of them worked with these sorts of buses, so he helped me find it, and he drove it from Germany to the actual school. Then once the bus was delivered, I asked my artist friend Ryan if he would design a bus that would make the students proud to be in it. Eventually, the design was printed and we delivered the bus to the school. And it was one of the most amazing moments of my life. All of the students were there, my family was there, and this guy, who helped me come up with this idea and basically put all of the pieces together. After the gifting ceremony, we took all the students and went out for lunch together. It was so beautiful. And even though the bus is purchased, we still had money left over, so we've also allocated money for one field trip a month for a whole year. After lunch, it was time to do what the bus was really meant for. We're going to bring these students home right now. We dropped off all the students to each one of their homes, and I saw firsthand how bad the issue was and how helpful this bus will be. So, thank you to all 2,000 people who donated from around the world. This would not have been possible without you. Man, so incredible. All right, so one more quick thing I wanted to add was actually one of the comments on the post that really drives home how big of a deal this really was. So someone commented, just a little comment on the Reddit post, and they said, absolutely beautiful. 
I'm a special ed's teacher, and although I always advocate for as much inclusion as possible, sadly, there are some students who need, whose needs simply cannot be filled by the public school system in their area. The law requires a free and public education for all children, but if there's an alternative school out there uh, where one of my students could receive a more appropriate and individualized education, then I'm all for it. However, public school systems do not like to hear this. Several special ed teachers I know felt pressured by and were even punished by their public school systems for suggesting outplacement. Furthermore, public school administrations will lie by omission and purposely hide inherent rights from parents. This is because, yup, you guessed it, money. Even worse, government money. If a public school is forced to admit that they cannot meet the needs of a student, then they are then required to pay for that student's alternative education, including tuition, supplies, uh, paraprofessionals, and the toughest one, transportation. There are many kids out there who are not receiving the best education possible because no one can figure out how to get them to school. Providing this bus is as much more than a ride to school. It's access to the most beneficial education for students who would otherwise be marginalized in a typical school. This bus is, a, is the difference between a special needs students going up to live in an institution instead of a group home with more freedom or even on their own. It's the difference between hiding these students in facilities instead of training them to actually have a job and be productive members of society. This bus is the difference between medicating someone into oblivion instead of teaching them how to manage their own health, between isolation and friendship, between emptiness and purposefulness, between stagnation and progress, and between random people having to raise money for a bus instead of a modified transportation as the norm. Thank you. So there you go. I just absolutely That's awesome. the story. Absolutely. I, I've worked with a couple of special ed kiddos over my years of teaching through elementary and early childhood. And working with special ed kids is a whole new ball game. And they require and deserve a lot of patience and love and someone working with them and for them and advocating for them. And so many times they are treated as lesser when that's not at all how it should be. I mean, how many times have, you know, people have used the term, you know, riding the short, pu- short bus in such a derogatory way and knowing that they bought them this bus and then did some cool art with it to make it awesome and something they, they're proud to ride and providing that help for those kiddos and their families. Like that, that is a big, big, big deal because special ed kiddos just don't get enough assistance from the public in general. So that's just fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely love this story. Uh, it made me just incredibly happy. And I was just happy that, you know, when things don't always work out the way you want in society, it's always nice when someone can step up and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, to right those wrongs or just to fix the the issues that they're seeing. And it's always, it's always great to see. So I think that's where we will leave it. So, yeah, I think we're going to, you know, jump out of here and go, I don't know, travel through time or something. I'm freaking I'm confused. In timey whitey fashion. Yes. I don't know. I feel like we've already recorded this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Lore. 
If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Yeah, I keep making these like we've recorded it again jokes, but don't worry, everybody. I didn't accidentally delete this episode. It's, that was just a joke. <laughs>